Welcome to Reading to Kids podcast. I'm your host, Jenna. And I'm your host, Peyton. And we're here to read to you or with you. We know that sometimes moms and dads don't always have the time or the motivation to read to their kids each night, and we know how important it is. So, on those nights that you're not in the mood, we're going to do it for you. Can't wait to read with you. Good job, Peyton. High five. All right, we're in part two of This Book is Not Good for You. Secret series by Pseudonymous Bosch. Book three? Chapter three. No, book three. Oh, book three. Chapter nine. Home alone. Oh, shoot, she's got to stay home alone. Oh, my gosh, would you be so terrified? Who's going to How's she going to eat? Oh, hopefully she's got something in the kitchen. Well, I guess they just had dinner. I mean, yeah, but... By the time Cass got home, it was very late. After biting a hasty, a hasty goodnight to her friends... If I was her, I would be like, Oh, I can ask if I can see the night at your house. And say yeah. that um, her mom is very busy. I would tell my friends as soon as I got on the bus. Yeah, same. After biting oh, a yeah, hasty no. goodnight to her friends, she lingered on her doorstep, reluctant to face her empty house. If she never entered, she could maintain hope that her mother was inside. You're not my real mom anyways. Those were virtually the last words that she had said to her mother. What if she had... I know. What if she never had a chance to unsay them? What if she never saw her mother again? Quietly, she started to cry, shedding the tears she had to hold back in front of Max, Ernest, and Yoyoji. Stop that! She chided herself. Crying isn't going to help anything, and you're not a little kid. You're a survivalist. You are trained to tackle emergencies. The situation, as you would... He is a little kid. I know. As you would do in any other disaster, a kidnapping is not compared to a tsunami or a tornado. With tremendous effort, she wiped her eyes and made herself focus on the task at hand, finding the tuning fork. She knew what steps, what her first step should be, reading, reading the tuning fork files at the Turkish Society archives. But she would go now, or wait. Which would she go now, or wait till daylight? Wait for daylight. She held her key in, in the door lock, debating the the question. On one hand, she had very little time to save her mother. What had the note said? Two days. On the other hand, Cass had to admit she was very sleepy, and she knew from all of her survivalist training that she would not be be very effective in her mission without sufficient rest. Serious sleep deprivation could impair mental functions as well as her ability to handle stress. It could also affect her emotions and her immune system. If she went for too many days without sleep, she might even start to hallucinate. Not to mention if she got caught by Pietro and Mr. Walls, how would she explain being in the the archives in the middle of the night? Perhaps she would... Like where they keep all of... It's like their library where they keep all the information. Perhaps she would go to bed after all, she thought, turning the key. It was the first time that Cass had spent the night entirely alone in an empty house. She checked every room, making sure all of the alarm systems were in place. The glass vase situated so it would crash if the front door opened. That was smart. The crunchy pile of cereal in the hallway leading to her bedroom so she would hear footsteps before they reach her. Rubber bands wrapped around her bedroom window so that they would snap at the window open. And a few other small, more secret measures. Unfortunately, the circumstances 
Under the circumstances, she still did not feel very secure. She lay in her bed with her shoes on, afraid to even go under the covers. Her blankets might show her sleeping out of, her blankets might slow her jumping out of bed. Unable to sleep, her mind racing as she con- counted the minutes until finally it was morning. She was almost out the door and on the way to the Turkish Society archives before she realized that she hadn't even brushed her teeth and that she was wearing her t-shirt inside out. Her teeth could wait, but she decided that she had put on her shirt improperly. If Mr. Wallace and Pietro saw her looking untidy, they might wonder whether something was wrong. By the time she was ready to leave again, there was a knock on the front door. She got a lump in her throat. Could it be her mother? Had Senior Hugo had a change of heart? Was the evil chef here to collect the tuning fork ahead of schedule? As she tried to decide whether or not to open the front door, the knocking grew louder and more persistent. Cass, open up. Time for work, yo. Max, Ernest, and Yo-Yoji. She'd forgotten that she'd rescheduled their homework session for that morning. For a second, Cass's heart lifted. Her friends were here. They would help her through this awful time. Together, the three of them would would save her mother, just as they had accomplished so many other dangerous feats before. Then, Cass remembered Hugo's note. Her heart sank. She couldn't tell them. She couldn't tell them what was happening. Hugo made that clear. Cass knew her silence was a betrayal of sorts. Max Ernest especially considered himself her partner. As far as he was concerned, he and Cass shared everything, but they had no secrets from each other. Cass told herself, as hard as it was, my mission was hers and hers alone. How was she going to get rid of them? Trying to look normal, but trying to look normal, uh, but it was more normal for her to smile than look annoyed. She opened the door. Surprise, Max Ernest said. I mean, not really, but hey, guys, said Cass, carefully not moving the doorway. Sorry, you can't stay. My mom um, had to leave early for work, and now I'm supposed to be go to my grandfather's. But it's Sunday, said Max Ernest. Why is she going to work? I don't know. She had a meeting. Max Ernest studied Cass's face. Did you guys have a fight because what, what you said last night to her, you know, about her not being your real mom? Is that why she left last night? Cass looked back at them, trying not to let her alarm show or even to blink. Max Ernest's it's okay. Max Ernest astutedness had caught her off guard. Um, as painful as it was to think about, she had to admit his story was plausible, more plausible than hers. She decided to go with it. Yeah, she said with unfeigned con- discomfort. That's pretty much how it went. We had a fight this morning, and then she went out to go shopping for something. Well, we can't. Well, we can't come in. Asked Yoyoji. No. Now we don't even have to pretend that we're doing homework for school, and we have to research the tuning fork. Cass debated in her head again. On the other hand, on one hand, Hugo's note had been very clear about not telling them what had happened. On the other hand, how would it hurt for them to know where she was going? After all, they were supposed to be looking for the tuning fork. They didn't. They didn't even know she what she was looking. They didn't have to know she was looking for it for Hugo, rather than for Pietro. Actually, I was on my way to the circus, she said finally, reading about the tuning fork in the archives. Without us, said Max Ernest, you weren't even going to wait? That's, I know it's kind of silly, but I thought maybe I would find out something first and then surprise you guys with it. Oh, said Max Ernest, who didn't quite 
wasn't quite satisfied with her answer. Well, now the surprise is ruined, so we'll come with you, said Yoyoji. Um, okay, said Cass, hesitantly, unable to think of a good reason to say no. Here, your mom forgot this, said Max Ernest, picking up the newspaper in front of the stoop. You know, you're not supposed to leave stuff outside because then burglars think nobody's home. Annoyed with herself annoyed with herself for the oversight, Cass took the paper from Max Ernest. She was really going to going to have to think ahead. She realized if she didn't want anybody to figure out that her mom was missing. Hey, what's with the paper? asked Yo Yoji. Cass eyed the newspaper in her hand. Uh Apparently, a dog had relieved himself on the top of it. Max Ernest laughed. Don't worry. It's a, it's plastic. I got it from the clowns. Cass forced a smile. Ha! Huh, that is really funny. Max Ernest looked at her strangely. Now I know something is wrong. You never think I'm funny. At least not when I'm trying to be. Cass hid her face as she locked the door behind her. Having friends who knew you so well was supposed to be comforting, but right now, it only made her more uneasy. Aw, poor Cass, Hompe. Hmm.